This morning we will begin to expand the instructions a bit. So certainly you've noticed, even though in the formal instructions we in the sitting, we've been talking about simply uh, being with whatever experience you've been <clears throat> finding helpful as an anchor to help stabilize, steady attention, awareness. And of course, you've noticed that all the other sense experiences are coming and going anyway, right? Seeing, thinking, internal images, hearing, physical sensations, taste, maybe not so much when you're sitting, the whole mental world of emotions. Of course, that's all occurring. And so here when we begin to expand the field of our attention, we're moving uh, into the, out of the direction of um, tranquility, just collectedness meditation, which would be only getting more and more and more absorbed into the one object, into the anchor. And this is where Vipassana um, moves in a slightly different direction where we're cultivating in Vipassana the way we're moving, a steadiness of awareness such that we're really cultivating, moving into awareness every moment through the day. Not to hold on to that, but that direction, the momentum of steady awareness. But the awareness is steady, but objects, object of awareness is always changing. So we're not here to cultivate steady object, only the breath, only hearing, only a particular experience. We're moving in the direction of allowing life to arise and pass as it does, as if you could stop it, but allowing it to come and go as it does, meeting it with full, interested attention. Sounds lovely, sounds great, sounds easy, it's not. (laughs) Why we're here to really practice, why it's called practice. And so for me now, when I begin a retreat for myself, you know, I used to have all these ideas, what's going to happen. This is the one, this is the one really secretly. You don't let yourself know you're thinking this until halfway through the retreat and you're really miserable. But secretly, this is the one I'm going to get enlightened, right? <laughs> this is it. Now, I'm a little more realistic. It's still way back there, but it's further back. More realistic. Okay, I have six weeks, three months to practice awareness. And then that makes me really happy because the steady awareness is what reveals the truth and when we recognize the truth, that's what naturally brings in the wisdom that frees the heart and mind. So steady awareness may not sound very glamorous. If you're looking for a fancy object and all you've got is the tingling in your knee, the sound of hearing, This thought again? Oh, that's aversion. Awareness of aversion. Not very exciting. Ultimately freeing. So we're just beginning to move in the direction of, you know, appreciating the awareness, the mindfulness of whatever's naturally arising. So each morning now we'll offer, for the next week or so, different aspect of our experience. Because as Guy, I think, said the first morning, 
We can't just say, be, we could say, but it's hard to do. Just notice whatever's arising at any of the six sense doors. When you get lost, come back to the anchor, but then just notice whatever comes next. That was actually kind of the instruction Mahasi Sayada used to give. One morning, that was it, the instructions. So we're kind of parsing it out. Each morning, a different aspect of experience. This morning, I'll talk about um, physical sensations in the body. Um, but that isn't like a hierarchy in a way that somehow the breath is more important or physical sensations are more important or when you're really good, we get to thoughts. It's all happening. But we're just trying to introduce in a way that helps to continue to build and stabilize your attention, your awareness. And so, um, yeah, I think I'll just guide us in. So, it's beginning. I say beginning the meditation. As we move through um, allowing the momentum of mindfulness, awareness to build, there's ultimately no such thing as beginning the meditation. <laughs> beginning the formal sitting, but that already started when you sat down. You know, but but it's our tendency. Okay, said so she's talking, Lala. Oh, now I gotta meditate. You know, but when I'm talking, there's hearing. Recognizing hearing is happening, or if you're thinking about stuff, recognizing. Oh, what what's she talking about? I don't know. Wondering, thinking is happening. We move in the direction of knowing what's happening. So less and less trying to change what's happening, but more and more this openness, this steadiness of awareness that knows what's happening. Okay. So finding your sense of presence in the sitting, lying, just taking a moment to let the attention receive the sensations of the body sitting, not looking for anything in particular, but just recognize, just feeling whatever naturally arises in the field of attention. Take a breath and let your body relax into sitting on the cushion, on the bench, on the chair. And awareness, mindfulness, just, just receiving, just noticing whatever sensations are arising. In a way of relaxing, relaxing in a sense of not being in contention with how things are right now. You might just gently take a moment to just recognize what's the weather system going on in the mind, in the heart right now. Tired, bored, restless, interested, Just letting it be, allowing it into the field of presence and letting it be. And I've been using the experience of body sitting as your anchor. Just letting these sensations of sitting of body continue to be received. the sense of mindfulness. And they may change if it's a sense of the whole posture, 
body. Actually, the feeling sense, not an idea about it, but the feeling sense. Maybe particular sensations come and go. Pressure, coolness, tingling, tension. You may or may not name them. The naming, if you do it, it's a way that can be helpful uh, very softly that allows the attention to really come more fully into the experience. That would be the reason to help name it gets in the way, it's okay, you don't need to do it. Just feeling the sensations. It's like this now. Like this now. If the breath has been a helpful anchor for you now, within this field of coming and going physical experience. Just noticing, feeling what sensations arise with the next in-breath, just naturally. The next out-breath. Just this in-breath. There may be many sensations in one in-breath or not, just knowing how it is right now. Or if you've been with hearing from within this field of physical experience, let the attention just begin to receive Experience of hearing, sounds arise naturally, unplanned, nothing we need to do about them, they come. Hearing is known with mindfulness, hearings like this, the sound goes on its own. periods of no obvious sound. There's still this sense of receiving, the silence, tuned into the experience of hearing, hearing. So any of these Supportive for you as an anchor simply means when you recognize you've really been lost for a while. Lost doesn't mean something else is occurring that you're with and you happen to be away from the anchor. Lost means really off on Mars for a while. Wake up aware of ah, thinking, but the thinking energy is so strong, more useful to allow the sensations of body, breath, or hearing to arise again in the forefront of mindful awareness. That's how we use anchor. But as we begin to open to all experience, moves in the direction that nothing that occurs need be seen as a distraction from awareness. 
So today, beginning with other physical sensations. So pretend possibly being with sensations of breath at the nostrils or the body awareness hearing. And suddenly, mindfulness notices a particular sensation, say a burning sensation. Now, the sensation arises and it naturally presents itself to awareness. You're not thinking ahead of time, what should I look for a sensation? And when it arises, it's not, is this one good enough to pay attention to or should I stay with my anchor? You know, no. As soon as the awareness notices it, that's already happened. So then we let the full mindfulness, that full interested attention, just fully meet the sensation, just as it is. The tendency might be to say, pain in my knee. That's a concept. Let the attention just meet the sensation. How is it? This quality of, I like to say, affectionate curiosity. How is this now? Not trying to keep one hand on the anchor. Let it go. If it's the breath, if it's the body, if it's hearing, it's not going to go away and be lost. Let it go. Just let the attention sink into that sensation. Oh, my God. No, just a sensation. Feel it. Maybe it's tingling or burning or just noticing how it behaves. Let it live its life in the light of awareness. So this quality, just soft interest, not to make it go away or stay if it's nice, go away if you don't like it. Just be with it. See how it behaves. It may go away, and then possibly the breath or the body or hearing arises again naturally. It may go away, and another sensation calls the attention. Fine, notice that. So sometimes there's many sensations. That's okay. Just let the predominant ones come into awareness. You don't have to run around and catch them all. But it's not about pushing something away. Just notice what's occurring. You get confused or too much. Okay, great. Use the connection with the anchor again to restabilize awareness. Now, of course, sometimes sensations are pleasant. We like them. We want to kind of hang out there, keep it going. Noticing that quality in the awareness, it's no longer really um, right mindfulness. It's, It's colored with wanting. So at that point, you just need to notice that reactivity and the, oh, wanting, wanting. That's really the predominant experience. And then maybe that can ease and it can soften back into the sensation just as it is, just exploring it. Other times, of course, the sensation may be unpleasant. So a couple of them. One is first, see if you can just meet it fresh. Not through the idea of, oh no, this knee pain again from yesterday. No, no, nothing's from yesterday. It's arising, not even the knee pain from five minutes ago. Each moment new. So first, okay, okay, what's like this now? Burning, tingling, just exploring. 
But as you begin to, if you begin to notice a tightness, a resistance, a reaction coming into the mind that's observing, which means the whole thing seems amped up and more difficult, our tendency may be to keep blaming the sensation and not notice that actually the quality of mindfulness has gotten really uh, flavored with aversion. So you need to notice that and see if it can soften aversions like this. Aversion seems to make the pains worse. When we don't notice the aversion, we just get in a fight. So, no, if it's aversion, it's like this. If it softens, the sensations arising again, fine, meet it. So if you get really in a struggle, I don't mean a few moments of aversion, but it's one of those sittings where you're saying, I'm going to be with this pain by gum for the whole sitting, and I'm not going to move because I'm a good yogi. And you're getting tighter, tighter, tighter. And you're sweating bullets. And you're biting your tongue. But by gum, you don't move. And at the end of the sitting, you think, great, I proved. I don't know what you proved. You proved you can sit through willpower and aversion, whether it's from you know, self-interest or the other yogis will know. And then you get up and you think, I'm never going back in that hall again. Okay, what was being cultivated in that sitting? Duh, aversion. Now, are we here to cultivate aversion and greed? No, we know how to do that really well. (laughs) We want to learn a different relationship to experience and awareness. So play with it. When you notice the aversion is really building, notice that. Leave the sensation alone for a while. That may be when it can be helpful to shift the attention, a skillful means, to something more neutral, perhaps your anchor, the breath, other aspect of the body, or hearing. Not as a running away, but as a reconnecting with this receptive, open mindfulness. Sensation arises again, we meet it again fresh. So this is our exploration. This is our exploration. Every moment new. You don't have to look for any experience. Just getting really connected and this quality of affectionate interest with the anchor, fine. Sensations arise and call naturally. But notice if there's a subtle tendency, especially if, say, again, an unpleasant sensation in the knee, that has frequently arisen. And so it starts, little tingle. And that calls the attention, there's awareness of it. But in the back of the mind, you think, it's not bad enough, I can ignore it now. So we ignore it, be with the breath. And the aversion building, building, by the time the attention is allowed, because you're holding it away, is allowed to go to the sensation, the pain's big, the reaction's big, and you're already in struggle. So just don't be afraid to notice unpleasant. Don't be afraid to notice pleasant. Try to recognize that neutral also occurs. When you're bored, check it out. You get confused, just get simple. Be with the experience you're using as anchor. It's not about getting it right. It's about exploring. How's life presenting itself now? Can mindfulness meet this moment?
May the beneficial energies generated by our practice together be shared with all beings as a condition for their freedom from suffering. Just a couple words about the formal walking meditation in terms of beginning to expand uh, their awareness field. Of course, when we're walking, all the sense doors are more open, more uh, sense data coming in, of course. So you might continue um, essentially using the sensations of body, of foot and leg that's moving as a, a reference point, an anchor as you're walking. You know, what helps you awake again in the present moment. But of course, other experiences are arising. So it may be in terms of physical sensation as you're walking, some sensation in your shoulder or something in your head. Find to let awareness notice that, you know. So you might find you can keep walking and that's your uh, what awareness, what mindfulness is with for a moment. That's fine. If something strong comes up, you might want to just stop the walking and let the attention be with that other sensation. Fine. And in terms of seeing and hearing, um, I find especially when I'm walking outside uh, and when it's lovely, my mind can often get, oh, I'm just feeling my feet and I came here to be one with all things and I'm shutting everything out and just feeling my feet. Um, So you might notice that's a thought of judgment and aversion, which is what's occurring. You can include that if you want to be one with all things. Include that thought in the mindfulness because that's what's happening now. But anyway, I find uh, I'll often just at the beginning of the walking, formal walk, just stand a minute. Be aware of standing, feeling all the sensations so you're really with the sensations. And then I take a moment to just be receiving seeing, not looking at the cute little chipmunk, just receiving. Since seeing is occurring, whatever, you don't have to name things, just being with it, seeing. A moment of hearing, being with hearing, maybe smelling, feeling the freshness of the air. And then that's just all there, and then gently let the attention come back into the the body, the sensations of walking, and just gently take it all along. And using the movement of the body as an anchor, but not in a harsh way. Something else calls really strongly, recognize that's where the attention is now. That's mindfulness. Then again with the walking. And this will begin to spread out as we move through the day, through the daily activities, and we'll keep on talking about that. But the sensations of using your body as uh, the sensations of body as a a wake-up call into present moment mindfulness. Well, as someone said, maybe it was Guy, the body's always with us, hopefully. And when we're walking around when you're going to the toilet in your work meditation. You don't have to be super, super slow and precise. You know what you're doing, sati sampajanya, knowing the big picture, but feeling the sensations of body, it calls us back into present moment as you're standing in the food line, as you're washing your dishes, just in a general way at first, just letting awareness, let the body call us back into present moment awareness, feeling the sensations. Sometimes it may be more precise. If there's not people waiting behind you and you're washing your dishes, not when there's people waiting behind you, really slowly and just in that precision of sensation, fine. But that's not the only right mindfulness. When there's people behind you, you still feel your body move at a normal speed, but, but awareness, mindfulness, being with the experience. So sensations 
Body sensation is very, very uh, helpful tool as we begin to uh, expand the awareness through the day. Not that we stay aware all day, but that we remember more frequently. That's all. Don't worry about the next moment. Just remembering this moment. Okay, there were uh, a few questions, which of course I can't answer them all. But there were um, a couple and the same kind of about hearing, different things about hearing, uh, mindfulness of hearing. So I'll talk a little bit about that. A couple of different aspects. One is really um, just about how to use sound as an anchor. And um, this person had a some different ways they were using it. And just, I want to say, there's not one right way. Exploring is great. But they were saying, is it, you know, is it staying mindful with each sound separately as it arises and passes? Or is it kind of being with the open space of sound? Um, what to do when there's gaps in the sound? You know, do you go back to the body or rest in open awareness? And they said it uh, doesn't always, um, not to provide stability. So one, I'd say, exploring, there's not one right way. So uh, when I use uh, hearing as the anchor, and notice I say hearing. Sounds aren't the anchor. Hearing's the anchor, the process, rather than the content. So when we're noticing thinking, for example, it's the process of thinking. We're not saying make the content of each thought the anchor. It's the thinking. So being aware of hearing for me, when I, I, I get tuned in at first, of course, it's the sounds. As soon as a sound arises, it's known. There's hearing. So, of course, you recognize the sound with the sound, but also that receiving quality of mindfulness is just receiving hearing. And at first, that's what we know to do, go to each sound. But it, as it goes on, it's less going to the sound with attention, but allowing the sounds to just fall into the field of hearing, and the wakeful mindfulness is with this field of hearing. So you do, you notice the sound comes and goes, but you don't have to go out to it. And when it stops, it's known that it stops. This is all happening very naturally. We don't have to create it, which is what I like about hearing, what helps me not get so tight. And then sometimes, yeah, there's silence. So if the awareness is staying with that uh, receiving of silence and the next sound arises, that can be fine. That can be really fine. Now, the person said, um, but it doesn't seem to give stability. So that's exactly a way that you see, well, maybe this isn't such a helpful anchor for me. If the sense of just resting with awareness, this hearing comes, silence, and there's still with that process of hearing, and then more subtle sounds emerge, and then the silence, or maybe internal sound of silence. And then there's a sense that some stability can come with that. It's not going to be totally stable, just like being with the breath or body isn't totally stable. But if you're finding in the periods that, that there's not an obvious sound, you just get lost all the time, or just don't feel a sense of it supporting your steady awareness, then it's not such a helpful anchor for you right then. So feel free to explore how to use it, feel free to put it down and use sensations of breath or sensations of body. Now, for me, I, I love using hearing when my notice, my attention, is getting kind of really tight, either trying to control around the breath or I'm feeling bodily sensations. And there's like, I'm mindful of it, but I can feel there's really a tightness, an aversion or a wanting or trying to control. Then I, would, I always say open to the receiving of hearing 
And at first it's like, oh, the sound, the sound, the, oh, yeah, right, receiving, receiving. And then you start to recognize that receptive, awake quality of mindfulness. And from that quality of right mindfulness, the next breath can arise and be received in that same receptive, mindful way. So it's an exploration. But if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't need to. <laughs> you know, use something else. Don't make yourself nuts. Um, and another... Uh, this comes up a lot. What about uh, unpleasant, difficult sounds? First, I'll say, it's not the sound that's difficult. It's unpleasant, yes, and it triggers stuff in our mind. So that's, of course, going to happen, whether you're using sound as an anchor or not. So always interesting to explore. So say for the other day when there were all the, um, the really uh, loud and unpleasant um, construction noises, the office got more than one note about it. <laughs> and, you know, as if we could stop it. And, and something else that often happens is here in our beloved community, <clears throat> human beings make noises. Sometimes we can help it and sometimes we can't. <laughs> but something that does happen sometimes um, is in, in a room like this, sometimes um, either by habit or what is doing some kind of breath practice, our breathing can get quite loud. So just one thing, if you can hear your breathing, probably the people around you can. Not so helpful. So just have a check on that. Then, but otherwise, when there's a, a repetitive, difficult, unpleasant sound arising, this is the fruit of our practice. This is what practice is about. So it says, take that construction noise, or, or, or say there's some loud breathing near you. Each, each time it arises, now if we're using sound as the anchor, it's the similar as using the body as anchor when there's pain. At first, just recognize not just being with the hearing, the hearing. You might recognize the unpleasantness of the sound, and then the mind goes, I can't believe, how long will this go? No, no, no. That's not hearing, that's thinking. So we notice that, feel the unpleasantness. Explore. Sometimes I'll say to myself, what's really unbearable about this experience right now? That sounds unbearable. That person's unbearable. Those guys have to quit doing their... What's unbearable? My mind is what's going on here. <laughs> feels like this. Then if it keeps getting too strong, at that point, move your attention to something more neutral, bodily sensations, sitting. Let the mindfulness recalibrate, re-steady. The next sound arises. See if you can meet it. Just fresh as this sound. And the stuff the mind does about what are those guys doing? What is IMS thinking? How can that person breathe like that? Nah, 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 nah. But I really like them, but they're breathing like that. Nah, 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 nah. That's all about aversion in my mind. Nothing about the guys working out there or IMS or the person. You know, it's just... This is really where we're exploring how is suffering created and released in a moment in our heart and mind. And so something, let's face it, however unpleasant the sound is, in the scheme of things, it's relatively benign in terms of an unpleasant experience. So it's a great place to explore. And as happens on retreat, the mind can really amp everything up. So you might be saying, benign? If that sound starts, if they come back again tomorrow, I'm not going to be able to stay here. Benign. Are you calling it benign? It's like, okay, this is what happens. Because we're, we're in this 
container and all the reactivity that could go into all the news, it collects around that noise because you don't know what the news is. But the habit of mind can still go there, right? (laughs) So this is what we're here to explore. Not to whip up the aversion. It's too much shift the attention away. But then take it to exploring at another time. Okay, that. Uh, And just uh, one other, I have a few moments on how to work with sleepiness. So I think Jill will talk a bit about the hindrances tonight, but this is sleepiness, one of the five hindrances, difficult states of mind that arise for everyone (laughs) that the Buddha spoke of. So I'll just mention about sleepiness. Of course, it's extremely common and normal. First days of a retreat, we all have different energy systems, but it's a, a natural effect of natural causes. It's not personal. It's not a sign that you are personally a failure because sleepiness is arising in the mind. It's really amazing how much, uh, how personally we take it. We look and see there may be external causes. You're really busy coming in. We sit down and give the mind nothing to do but feel the breath, and it goes, okay, I know what to do when there's not 10 things coming in at once, and that's go to sleep. It knows how to do that. So, of course, it's going to. Maybe you're really exhausted. So all of that, just natural cause and effect. Don't take it so personally. Or, again, it can come in in a balance of energy when there's maybe a lot of more calm and not so much investigation. Lots of different causes and effects. I say this just to support your recognizing, the things to recognize. Oh, sleepiness is arising. It's a mental state arising now. We haven't talked yet about recognizing emotions, mental states, but that's what we do. Oh, this is sleepiness. feels like this. First thing is just bringing the awareness, the mindfulness to the sleepiness. How does it feel in the body? You might be noticing weird images in the mind. But if I really explore this, I'll fall asleep. So what? (laughs) What's the worst that can happen? Unless you're standing. What's the worst that can happen? You fall asleep on your cushion, and then you'll wake up. Big whoop, you know? So just take all that, like, horrific thing out of it. Maybe you'll snore, oh, my God, and someone would hear you snore, and then everyone will know. (laughs) Everyone will know. And you're the only one who's sleepy. So just exaggerating, not really, but just to see what we bring to a simple mental and physical experience of sleepiness. So start by noticing it. Notice the physical. Sometimes just getting interested with awareness brings in enough energy. You can keep being interested. It can be sleepy mindfulness, but it's still mindfulness. Okay, that's the first. Sure, then there's times the sleepiness is so strong, we can't really be mindful. So he can bring in like a a skillful means, but not from aversion because you hate the sleepiness, thinking sleepiness should never be here. Skillful means always comes from the motivation of what can help to feed the awareness, not what can help make my experience more pleasant. It's tricky. It's tricky. Explore this. So how can I be with this sleepiness with more mindfulness? Sit up straight. Opening the eyes can really help. Not to look around, but light really can bring in a bit of energy. I think Guy was saying the Buddha talked about pulling your earlobes. You know, it's funny, actually. That can kind of wake you up a little bit. Waking up to be with the tiredness. And 
often, and some people were doing it here, I think it can be very helpful, is you can actually stand up for some time, just right in your spot. Stand up, eyes open or closed, and just continue with the, a mindful practice, feeling your body, noticing the sensation, just as it is. Stand for however long it feels helpful. Sit back down again. I always love it when I see people standing because it knows you're kind of, you know, interested in your practice, you know, just continuing to do it. So feel free to do that. But all of it with this uh, exploration of what's sleepiness, not uh, aversion or somehow it's bad. It's just uh, an effect of natural causes, you know, and it will, of course, change. Okay, I have a couple of announcements. Today is... um, the first day of the the offering of uh, mindful yoga. So please feel invited. Of course, it's optional, but that's at at the 2.45 walking period today. It will be downstairs. You go out back and downstairs in that room below, the lower walking room, offered by Sabra Saperstein, one of our beloved cooks, and she's really, really great at this. So please feel invited to attend. Uh, Two things about that. First, uh, the facilities has on order some special blankets for yoga, but they have not arrived yet. So if you would, Sabra asks, if you would please bring down one of the gray blankets um, just for the session today. Bring it back when you're finished, if you go. And um, the next sitting begins at 3.30. But just for today, uh, you know, try to be here at 3.30, but of course it may go a little longer. You may take some moments to, to finish up. So it's fine if people come into that sitting up until 3.45. At 3.45, the gates go down. That's it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but just you can come in, you know, in a bit of a relaxed way, not do my yoga, run back up here and meditate. You can try and have a con- continuity of mindfulness through the change. And this is, of course, the most interesting thing. Monday, today's Sunday. Monday and Tuesday is laundry day. A big day in Yogi Land, I know. <laughs> big day. Not today. You could plan all day if you want about it, but you don't need to because they will explain everything in excruciating detail in notes on the board at the proper time. <laughs> and you don't need to cruise all day at the board waiting for the note. Believe me, <laughs> it'll show off. You'll notice. You can read it. <laughs> I know it's a big event. <laughs> So that's that's today. I think is that it? All the notes? I mean all the yes, that's all I have time to answer. Thank you all and enjoy exploring your mind and peace and happiness today. <laughs>